We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a True Faith podcast. I'm Alex Hurst with Mark Cowley and Ben Wade after Newcastle United nil Watford 3. And it's been a, a day of... Sham, basically a shambles at St James's Park. Uh, the worst performance I've seen at the ground probably since um, since the Bournemouth three one defeat, but probably it was probably even worse than that. Um, so it's not not been the best of days. Uh, you know, Green Street. I'll start with you. Do you want to just try and sum up what's gone wrong today and why? Um, yeah, we've been poor f- from defence to uh, going forward. Um, we just haven't really created anything. Uh, defensively, we've been, it's been awful. Yedlin's had his worst game he's had for a, well, than I can remember. Uh, we've got caught on every time going forward. Their front three, uh, rang rings around really. Uh, couldn't handle the pace. Three goals, um, all down from the right hand side. Gigi uh, started at the right and then cut across. Too easy cutting through us, and then the left back who. I should know his name. How's we've just been talking about him? Ziegler. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. For for um, yeah, he's um Rich Johnson's just cut inside a lot of times and then we've had him in a lot of space really and then he's put up delivery in and then we just haven't been to handle it. Obviously, um going forward, it's just been very poor. Jocelyn's oh, I think he's awful. Aye, we're, we're going into a number of topics there. So yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll look first of all, I think, Ben, would you agree that Rafa's had his pants pulled down technically? Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking that to myself, actually, that sort of 70 minutes gone, I was thinking this is probably the, f- the first time, really, where we've, we've just been out, 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 outplayed, out thought, um, just were second best at everything. Uh, and I would include Rafa within that. I mean, I think we were saying before, he was very slow to make any changes after that first half I've just felt like you needed more impetus we needed more control in the game we needed just somebody to, to sort of stand up and, and take um, sort of control of the game in the in the final third I, f- I felt like it was always put on um, Richie and Murphy to, to sort of cre- create something out of nothing really and, and they had very little to aim for in the middle um, Gale was busy but just I mean he had one or two sort of half chances where ball sort of fell to him in the box but he's never really had a shot at goal like a, a proper sight at goal uh, the best chances have fallen at Hosselu, Um and he's just unfortunately just had a nightmare today I think he's, his touch was um, for once was well not for once but it, it, that's normally what, what you can rely on with him is he's got good technique and uh, can control a ball and I thought today it was sort of knocking off him he, 
Um, he didn't really impact the game in the air. He, he couldn't hold up the ball. It was just a very, very uh, poor, poor one. We'll come on to Hosslu in a bit. But just back to the tactical thing, I totally agree with you. Even before half-time, the, the first two goals are identical. And that's very frustrating. Um, essentially, what was happening is Richarlison, or whatever his name is, Richarlison, was coming into the box and, and joining the lad who was up front of them. It was a great, great yeah, well, a very good game. Um, and dragging Yedlin into the middle of the area. Now, why, after the first goal, it was allowed to happen again, I don't know. Because after the first goal, I saw Kieran Clark arguing with Yedlin mm-hmm. about leaving the space on the right-hand side. It was yeah. a good finish by Will Hughes, but yeah. so much time and space to cross the ball. Mm-hmm. The fact that we did it again was embarrassing. Um, and I mean, we haven't seen highlights. We're sat here in an office in Newcastle talking about this, but... Um, I thought that he, Rafa was really slow to react to that and Matt Ritchie both times obviously wasn't with the fullback. Yeah. Um, they, they were playing 3-5-2 or 3-5-1-1. We'll talk about the midfield in a minute but we basically just couldn't cope with their formation and I think Rafa was really, it's really poor by Rafa not to have swapped Ritchie and Murphy um, because the left back for them, who's put the ball in both times, obviously doesn't care about leaving Richie unmarked. He's not. He's not interested. He's not bothered about bombing on and leaving mm-hmm. Matt Richie because he's not quick. One of the centre backs in deal with him. Mm-hmm. I thought if he, if he, after the first goal, and in fact it happened more than just the once yeah. in, in the first half, he should Rafa should have seen that and should have done something to stop it because it was just going to happen. We were so tactically inflexible compared to them. Four four two or this four. I mean. It's, it's not really a 4-4-2, but it just doesn't work. Yeah. Since we've started it, and I'm delighted to see Gale on the team, it just doesn't work. It hasn't worked. We've gone from losing tight games 1-0, which we could have nicked something for, yeah. to being... I mean, if you look at the chances over the past three games that Bournemouth, Man United and Watford have created, we're probably lucky to only concede what we have. Even, but you can include the Bournemouth game in that. That's, well. what, that's what I said. That's <laughs> exactly what I said. Well, just include it in there anyway. Right, so Ben, let's talk about... I mean, actually, just want to make a couple more points on, on, on the tactics. Mm-hmm. With, with them playing what looked like five in midfield, you know, with the two wing-backs, and we, we're just we're able to pop the ball about so easily. I don't really know what our approach was. You said this, Ben, didn't you, walking away from the ground? We were trying, we were trying to be hard to beat. We were, we were playing the counter-attack. Yeah. We, were, we were pressing. We, were, we just seemed to be so open and easy to play against. I think, I think they're just they're going on at the point with the, the formation that we were so inflexible... And, and they had their, their formation allowed the, the full back to bomb on and become wingers when they needed them to and when they, they got the license to um, as you say the, the, the sort of Richie was getting a lot of space but because they had the three centre backs their, their centre backs knew exactly who had to go out and do what obviously they were um, as you say they weren't really frightened by that so just, just those full backs obviously when they um, when they were in defensively they looked really solid and then they, they had that license to bomb forward and we just didn't have an answer to that unfortunately that, that's the most frustrating thing is that we generally always look solid and, and look compact and, and look like we've got a plan and we know what we're playing for. Today, just we didn't look like we were clueless. We didn't. Nobody knew who we were meant to be picking up. Um, as you say, I think there was a lot of issues with the, the full-backs not knowing whether they needed to be getting tighter in, which we probably generally normally would do. But the, these um, flying wing-backs were just getting so much time and space. Because the, run, the runs were coming in so deep, we didn't really know whether we needed to go out to them or not. And I just feel like... We, we had to make a, a tactical change there to, to make sure, and, and, or at least get a message on at the pitch for, for the players to know exactly who's marking who and, and who needed to do what. So and we were very slow to react to that. There was a real lack of leadership in that respect, and that was disappointing. I mean, we've talked about our defensive performance so much this season and last season, it's been great. That today was a shambles. There was a shambles 
it was a shambles on the pitch it was a shambles on the bench mm-hmm. in terms of tactics and I hate I hate getting at Rafa because he's such a good manager and I'm sure we'll learn from this and get better but it just wasn't good enough all around and that's as, that's, that's as, that's as bad a performance I've seen at St James's Park yeah. in the entire time I've been going mm-hmm. you know which is 15 years or so that, that's, if you weren't at the match that's how bad it was Watford should have scored 4 or 5 yeah, uh, how, how they've not punished when Time after time after time, the space behind DeAndre Yedlin, who Green Street alluded to, he's had he's probably had one of the worst games I've ever seen mm-hmm. from a footballer in James Park. The amount of times he was pushing forwards when I understand we're chasing the game, but they they just they got the ball and they just put the ball in an area behind him and he was done. He was he was done. He I was, thought the, for the third goal especially, I was really disappointed to see he 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 sort of was jogging back and he wasn't that far behind. I think it must have been Richarlison again. Um, getting in one on one with uh, would have been Lejeune, and and he wasn't that far behind. He he should have been working harder to get back in and double up and and help out. And he was just jogging back, and it just left the Lejeune one on one with Richarlison, who literally cut inside and then played a ball through in, in the middle. And there was Andre Gray and Marks, and you just think that we just needed a bit of leadership. I mean, as well, I would probably say um, for for Elliot, like from a keeper standpoint, he's got to be helping out his defenders and giving direct, like giving command in the area and communicating with them, shouting them who to seek. Obviously, he can see the best. He's the one with the, the view of the whole the whole pitch sort of in front of him. And um, I mean, to, to be a time and time again, to have men in the middle not picked up. I mean, there was Hughes in the first one. Um, there was probably a couple for the second one that if, if uh, Yadlin doesn't get, get to it, it's probably going to end up with one of them anyway. And then the third one, and as you say, there were, there were other opportunities. Gray was getting in it at time and time again. And it was just... I mean, that, that's the thing. You would say our strength this season has been the, the defence and how solid they've been. Um, and today we were just looked all like it, it looked as if we didn't know what we were meant to be doing, what we were doing. It looked very naive um, in terms of sort of the decision making, and it Quite was just, just really poor. Um, so far, we miss the Edlin massively. I think he's yeah, a leader in the team. Yeah. Yes, Lascelles, yeah. of course. Uh, we didn't miss the Edlin, but well, we may as well have been. Fucking may as well have been missing. Yeah, true. Uh, LaSalle's massive. He's obviously a leader. Um, I think he's organised his defence. He's done it so far this season. But Lejeune and I mean, Clark haven't really got pace, but it's not that LaSalle's got pace as well. Um, one another point I want to make is the army. I think it was terrible. Um, I just want, I want to make uh, a point, gonna make point right, about yeah. them. What they did so well, having probably watched the Bournemouth game and watched the Man United game, is our midfield two just don't track runners they just don't the amount of times Watford had their midfield were just running off Shelby so and Jarmy was embarrassing it? and like you know we talked about Will Hughes he just had the freedom of St James Park for most oh, of the game so and yeah. it's got that like I asked the question after Bournemouth and after Manu why it was so hopelessly open in the middle of the pitch and the two set the two holding if you want to call them that the two the two of the 4-2-3-1 or the 4-4-2 we play are so static and so immobile and it was the same with Hayden there as well. So yeah. it's not just a Diome. I mean, Diome had a terrible game. Um, it's not just a Diome or, 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 or single player issue. I mean, Mourinho played really badly when he came on. I'm yeah. not going to dig him out too much because he's come back from injury. He was walking into an absolute car crash of an <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to jump in there because it's so disappointing. It's so not like Rafa's players to just let players run off them constantly. I think just on that point, it, it is a position where probably we do need to look at getting like a more mobile, proper hold. I mean. <laughs> he probably used to get like battle up, but Teote when he when when he was at his best he used to cover so much ground. He was physical. He got stuck in. He he made sure there was a lot of times today where Diome pressed and and went in for a tackle. There he is. Mickey's just joining. Well, Mickey, we didn't we didn't know you were coming. Try to ring it. <laughs> there was um 
there was a, a couple of times where Dior made went to the man and they just played a one-two round him and he was completely out of the game. You just feel like there, just just foul, foul the guy. Like that's the, the sort the, of thing where Tiote wouldn't have allowed them. It's also to pass them it's also win. the time when if, if Dior is up against a player for a one-two, where Shelby, where's yeah, Mitchell, yeah. where's Richie coming in? Like the, the, they were so they were so tactically static and were so like were like were like a rabbit in the headlights. Yeah. They were unable to react to a tactically fluid, well organised. Um, good team and I said before this game we were four points behind Watford today which is mm. which is fuck all really yeah, yeah. at this stage of the season we're four points behind Watford and I wanted us to be for the rest of the season competing in and around Watford and this was a big game because we're a million miles from the day they're just I mean again they'll go back to the tactics Rafa had to have seen the three against it when you've got that immobility in Diome and, and Shelby you, against three three in there anyway that were constantly bombing for I mean, cleverly and Hughes to be fair to them um, I felt like a pretty mobile. They, they, they played the game perfectly. They always had that that pass on that option, and that was what was disappointing. Was again, we, we just didn't react to that at half time. Really, we probably should have completely changed the tactic. I mean, I know it, it probably would have been asking a lot, and what what changes you could have made with the players available. But we had to we, we had to do something tactically to combat that, and we didn't, and we just left it too late. And, the, the game just, as I say, just drifted away and further, further away. And when he finally did make the changes, it, it had an adverse impact in terms of they, they were still getting through and it was just, it just did, 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 didn't really change anything. It was really poor. Mickey, since you've just come in, is there any general points you want to make? I think the one, the one thing I really noticed about today um, was how we didn't take advantage of situations where we could put pressure on Watford. I think that's something we've done really well as a team. Over the, over the entire season, we've we've looked for someone to, to to miss a touch slightly or someone to misplace a pass slightly, and then the entire team has pressed them mm-hmm. to make it difficult for them to uh, to move the ball on. And we didn't do that from, and you could see it from the first minute. It didn't happen at all. Um, and it, it was a noticeable difference in our performance today to um to other performances this season to every other performance this season. It's a bit lackluster, wasn't it? It, it, it didn't happen. And we could have capitalised on Gomez kicking as well. I don't we, know if you we know Once you close him down, kicking. he doesn't get. That's why he probably throws it quite uh, like a lot. But he, he's kicking it's terrible. He's like slicing everything out for throwing and again. But that that's the point, I suppose. But we didn't have that urgency to, to run up the pitch and get on. There were people like taking ten minutes to take a fucking was, throw in, and yeah. it's just there was one point when Yedlin was caught offside in the first half and he was standing still. Yeah. which is a disgrace it's unacceptable I remember yeah. the exact time because I was so, absolutely livid yeah, and he's was, looking he was looking and like along, the ball along. came across from the other side of the pitch so he has to have been looking across the line he had to have known and it was a great ball out of him that's we're probably raising that one point to make that's just indicative of the whole performance today of how just off the boil we were how I mean I, like we said before I don't know what our tactical plan was today I, we'll get we'll get back on to the future in a second but Back to today, I just when we went in at half time, I've got no idea. This is almost like a McLaren or a Padre thing. I've got no idea what the what the players said to each other, what the manager said to the players, because we were worse, if anything, in the in the second half. Watford exploited the gaps more. We'll have to say we haven't said yet. Watford were excellent. Fair play to Watford. I think most teams playing against us today, if we put in that performance, could have run right. Yeah. And obviously, if we're playing against a better team than Watford, we could have got done six or seven. That. That's that's how bad it was. I don't. You know, we try to be positive on the podcast quite a lot, and we try to get behind the team. Today was an absolute joke of a performance um, from from everybody. That that was West Ham against us at the start of the season. Just in yeah. terms of it, could have been so much worse. And to, for them to only come out three 0 they must be scratching their head thinking, "Yeah, fucking hell, lads! Like we need to be more clinical if we get those opportunities." You know, you said it after the game. We just, I mean, this is a problem that I've been talking about for a while. We're too small. Mm-hmm. We're too small. Uh, we don't win anything in the air. It's 
every single time the ball went in the other day, Watford didn't just win the ball, they won the second ball, mm. or, the, or, the, or they headed the ball into space and there was someone there. It was just like, we were just so frozen and confined to the little areas that the players were standing in, that um, if, if you're West Brom or you're Chelsea, or you watch that and just think, the, there's a lot of easy to play against, Mickey. Yeah, I think um, my... The point where I realised the game was gone, where it was I think it was their first goal. I'm almost certain it was their first goal. Um, Richie, Richie of all people was stood with his hand up trying to play offside. But it, yeah. if it was offside, I don't know. If if, if no, it, I, it, I don't think it was offside. Even if it even if it was even if he was five yards he's, offside, he never he, ever ever stands still that because he's realised he's dropped the ball. Yeah. And he's nowhere near but the he, and it's all he, he wasn't. But he might. I mean, he might have had a chance. He could have chased it back. Yeah. The fact that our, that our hardest working player was willing to stand with his hand in the air and realise they're gonna fucking score here, like that's that said it all. And then you knew. Well, I knew from that moment we're never getting anything in this game because that's that attitude is unacceptable and 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 it isn't it isn't the attitude that Newcastle players have had under Rafa at, at any point. I don't think. I was gonna say it's a worry because that 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 is the first signs of. Of, of sort of as you, as you say yeah it is just that we we need to fight for everything we know we haven't got as good a quality as some of their teams and um, I think it's with you, you look at who our two best players are and, and you say would they have got I mean good getting their team today you'd probably say no on, on, on that performance we were just second best in every position well it's obviously just... it's a controversial call Ben so I'll take this to Green Street obviously I presume Hossler would get a game for Watford <laughs> some performance today what do you make of him in his future at Newcastle um, yeah he's we've got to be dropped on Tuesday I think regardless of um, how well he unless he had an unbelievable game then he would start Tuesday but we know if Rafa's rotational um, he's going to you'd think well looking from this play Mitrovic up front Potentially on Tuesday, um, but I mean, going back to Joshua today, just what he's been doing and people's said how he's obviously hasn't been scoring, but in terms of link-up play and his touch, um, today just wasn't there. His touch was awful, uh, never really linked up at all. Um, yeah, chances... Communication with Gale was awful. Was yeah, compared to last that. week, because um, that's why, obviously last week you think it's a bit of promise there. We, we played well, especially that first half there. Some good football between them, but today just nothing like the start we had last week. What I noticed Green Street was how far away Gale and Oslo just were for the, for the majority of the game. It wasn't even that they didn't link up, it was they were literally stood at different parts of the pitch. When that other partnership. When no. when Hoslu was going and he hardly won a header, when he was going up for headers, it was I felt like he didn't really know what he was doing, he was just flicking it on. So that he wasn't looking around, he wasn't seeing where Jacob Murphy was, he wasn't seeing where Dwight Gale was. He was just kind of going through. He just went through the motions today, and that chance where he slid in. What? Yeah, that was. I thought he had time to take a touch and just slot it in. But um, yeah, even in the first half, there's a couple of times he felt him. Well, I felt him about five yards in front. One time at the end of the second half, looked like he was at least a couple of yards yeah. like in front of the defender, and he just he slowed it and obviously cleared out for a throw. But um, that one, yeah, I don't know what he's doing sliding in. But I think as well. You said about not winning headers, but a lot of times we were thinking the refs. I mean, yeah, didn't have a great game, but it was shite. But in not terms of the reaction, like result, it doesn't have any bear on the results. From what we can see, but a lot of times must have been committing fouls and not just. Yeah. He wasn't getting any any free kicks really, so I don't know what if he was getting fouled or if he was. Did you want to make a point about Yeah, I did. Um, just uh, on in the same vein, you you know you're talking about is is heading on to to Gale and. Um, um, Jacob Murphy Jacob Murphy had 
I don't think touched the ball in the first half. I, I didn't really. I genuinely, I thought he was the best player in the first half. Yeah, I obviously had a couple of really good runs. He was early. He was early. Dangerous, like I running. Think, I think he's. I think he's very poor. Anyway, um, him, him and Gale were never running past Josalu when he, when the ball was in the air. If the ball, if the ball's arriving on a striker's header in the air, and he can't see people running past him. He's got nothing to aim for. Like he's obviously going to be focusing on where the ball is and trying to trying to find the ball and get it onto his head and then get the head onwards. If he can't see a man in front of him making a run behind him, it's he's not, he's not he's obviously not got nothing to aim for. Not, not to defend Joslu because I thought he was absolutely disgraceful today. But I thought Joslu's individual performance combined with the fact that Gale and, and Murphy were were so like they just didn't look interested in running past him. If, if, if no one's ever going to run past you, do you what, what that's, that's why would you try? Lack confidence in, him. in who? Well, maybe, but if it is, then it's, then it's all wrong because it, you, 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 can't, you, you can't be an attack-minded footballer and base your, base your runs on he might not do it. You have to wondered, base your runs on he I'm might do it. Specifically about this in the headers. It's not Rob Elliott's fault we lost today. I mean, I think he made one save in the first half, which was quite good, but again, he probably could have... He, he made one tremendous save when it was a foul or maybe yeah, offside yeah, or something like brilliant save but there was time I was watching him through the game and I thought his kicking in the first half was really poor nothing new there his distribution and his decision making about who to pass the ball to so was poor so I was watching him in the second half thinking have addressed it at half time there were times in the second half where Gale and Hosselu were kind of swapping over in terms of positions of the pitch or sides of the pitch so Gale would be on the middle and Hostler would be on the right-hand side or Hostler would be on the left-hand side, obviously trying to combine with Murphy or Richie. Rob Elliott would have the ball either a feet or in his hand and Gale would be pointing to Hostler, to Rob Elliott saying, like, make sure you don't kick it to me, make sure you kick it to the big lad and Rob, and Rob was still kicking it to Gale. Like, that, that's... Well, the, he does it on purpose though, does he? He just can't kick it? Yeah. <laughs> he just can't so kick it. I'm only bringing up that point because it has no real bearing on the game, but only bring on that point to show how dysfunctional we are, yeah. considering we play the long ball a lot. Well, just, just going back to what, what Mickey was saying about the runners, but like, you, you've, they've got to learn then, if, if he's not winning that header, and, and it goes back to the point you said before, we didn't win any of the second balls, so at least Hostler, if he's not winning the header, you at least make sure you're around him to pick up the scraps. And they just again they weren't they weren't ever in, in a position to impact the game and they weren't, we moving, just looked, they weren't moving when yeah. when Hosley was going up for the header they were stood still in mm-hmm. a position where they could never get the ball. If the players don't feel confident he's going to win anything, then why is he playing? No, like, but at, at the same time you can still if if you've got say when we play with Dwight Gale, mm-hmm. he still backs in and, and makes it difficult yeah. for the, the defender to clear it. And it allows us to then pick up the like oh, get yeah, the second ball. So why why we were doing that? I, I don't know. But it, uh, we'll move away from Oscar. I think we all agree he, he looks done. He needs to come out of the team. I mean, Rafa being Rafa might play him Tuesday, and if he gets played, I think the fans or those of us that are going need to support him. But you know, I, I I think we need to bring Perez back into the team. And I'm not a fan of Perez, but we're so open through the middle of the pitch. It's so it was so easy for them today mm-hmm. to knock the ball around the back and then. Put the ball in behind one of our fullbacks, and they were basically throwing goal. We've got it. We've got to change something. We can't keep playing. I mean, it's not four four two. It's not a traditional four four two. We can't keep playing Gale within the strike. I'd rather see Gale up there by himself. Or you're going to have to. You're going to have to ring Mitt Rich. And I don't know. Mick, what do you think of Mitt Rich today when he came on? You know, I, th- I actually thought it was right. I was. I was going to bring it up. Um, I heard uh, there was a guy walking out uh, out of the ground at the same time as me that said, "I don't know what the fuck he was playing at bringing bringing Mitt Rich on. He did absolutely nothing." 
but I, I would definitely start him on Tuesday night. <laughs> and I was like, what, what, what does that mean? Um, I actually thought Mitrovic looked all right, con- considering what I expected from him, which, which, is, which is nothing as always. He had chances. Um, he, he got I thought he, 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 put, he, he put himself about. He was quite physical. He, he should have scored. He, the, yeah, yeah, when he passed it back to them was horrendous <laughs> but, um, but you can almost you can almost forgive that from a sub striker in, in, in such a such a shite game where we're, had, where we're never going to win or get anything from it you can almost let it go um, and I, I actually thought he was alright I think the first sorry go on Ben no, no, no. I was just going to say just on that point I think obviously benefited the fact that the game was 3-0 and we had a lot of possession they were letting us just get the ball on so we he was getting a lot of the ball sort of in, in and around the box. Um, but you, you're right, he, he impacted the game tenfold more than, See, than possibly. What, what Mitrovic did, and you know, people isn't they sure know my opinion of Alexander Mitrovic. It's, it's almost like what he did today, what was required, what, but it's normally a negative. So when he, he drops ridiculously deep looking for the ball when we're playing, normally that's really bad because it leaves a massive gap up front. It means there's nothing in the box. It means teams can push up against her. But because today we were so poor and because we struggled to hold on the ball, it was actually beneficial having someone who was willing to drop into midfield or, you know, into the tip of midfield and receive the ball at feet and then hold it and either play. I mean, it, it didn't always work. He gave the ball away a few times, but... Oh, it was, be- it was better than what Hosselu did because what Hosselu did was kind of play on the, the led the line but just didn't just lost every single header lost every single ball passed the ball I mean there's a, t- there's a time in the first half when we turned possession over in a very promising place there was the three centre-backs in front of them and we had Hosselu with Dwight Gale Hosselu had no one near him and his first reaction was to pop it off to Dwight Gale who was like what? But I'm I'm going to get on the shoulder here, mate. Yeah. I'm running through. You carry the ball, pass the ball through to me, and I was just that was be, that was I think that, that might have been it might be a nil nil, yeah. and it was just like right. Well, it was, I, I just, it was a big reaction. I just I just thought like team. from there then I just thought he's he's done mentally. He not not in terms of his Newcastle career, but he when he started his Newcastle career, he would have run with that ball yeah, and, yeah. at a defender, and he, he 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 didn't want the ball. He didn't want the responsibility. Yeah, he's just his confidence just gone in terms of he could have just took a touch and yeah. hit it. Yeah. Um, you call it a slide tackle, you mean the shot. That was like <laughs> the chance. Oh, it's it's slide, slide tackle. tackle. It wasn't tackle. Slide tackle. Sorry, slide. Yeah, he wasn't tackling anyone. Yeah. But, um, not slide tackle, but yeah. I, I think Tuesday, I would start Mitro. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, the one, one the point, sorry, no, just a point on Mitrovic. I think what, we used to criticise him a lot for, for not being in the in position to, to impact the game and, and looking dangerous and actually for, for today he was always constantly on the on the, the shoulder and there was a couple of balls that got through into him where he, he had a yeah, shot I mean, could have done better but like him and Shelby linked up really well that, that was that was actually encouraging to see like that he was getting he was in the right but I know you were saying he was dropping in at times but at least he, he was he, he was a focal point for, for somebody in the midfield to pick out a pass which yeah. we were lacking when when it was the other two on so that that was a positive as well you know, I, I just want to say on that, um, I was so angry to hear people shouting, like lots and lots of people shouting for me when Josley was still on the pitch, because it's so obvious, like from, a, from, from our point of view, it's so obvious he's struggling with confidence and it, how people think that that's going to help anyone. It's not going to help Mitrovic because he, he already knows everyone loves him. It's not going to help Rafa because he's not going to listen. It, and it's certainly not going to help Josley to hear everyone in the everyone in the crowd or a big t- chunk of the crowd singing the other striker's name who was on the bench, when he's already struggling for confidence and it, it's it's had an obvious impact on his, on his performances like, the way the way his performances have dipped and his, 
his confidence has obviously dipped and, and, and it's been noticeable that people are singing about Mitrovic when he's, when he's on the pitch and it was, today was the most, the most noticeable and, and the most loud by far and it, I just I, I think I'm just, trying to think like what, what, what would you think if you were him like you would be gutted wouldn't you but when you're struggling no really then the day like most fans but it's are, our fans it's our own yeah, fans and it's making us it, worse people just want to change there's nothing working with Yossi so we haven't really given Mitchell it's, much it's, of a chance I so. think it's the fact that there's been three or four games where we've done this with Hossolu and, and he's still not scoring it's like it, I get I completely agree with you in terms of the confidence it's not going to do him any good but at the same time there's got to come a point where you t- as you've got to to have a get a reaction yourself. You've got Hossel who's got to, to give us something to, to to sort of cheer about and, and help him build his confidence. And I agree with I, I mean agree that, with that chance that chance just summed it up today. The, yeah. the slides just that was a, a massive opportunity. I think, I think we're we all got away separate opinions. Um, what what I want to just say really quickly is because um, we're kind of coming to the end a little bit of the podcast. I don't want people to think about today and think about my Ashley and lack of investment. We'll, you know, we know Rafa was screwed in the summer. We know that we're having to play full-backs who probably aren't good enough. We know that we don't have the striking options necessary to compete at the right end of the league. But today was not about lack of investment, in my opinion. Today was a shambles for all of the reasons we've gone through. You can't just blame. You can't just, like, some people are trying to do this. Yeah. You can't just blame a really bad performance at every level on lack of investment. Those yeah. players without manager should have done better the day across yeah. the pitch. And you know what? It's one game. We're always going to, newly promoted teams, we're always going to have one of these across the season. We're always going to have a stinger. So it's all right. It's not the end of the world. I just need to see the manager and the players learn from it because yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they learn from Bournemouth. I don't think they learn with Bournemouth from the formation, from how open we were down the middle, how vulnerable we were behind the fullbacks. The fact that Yedlin got forward so much again today, and I appreciate he's a, he's, a, he's a vital cog, and he was good at Old Trafford, <laughs> of our attacking machine, it, it's not happening it's not working it's, it's harming the team him getting so like as far forward as he was um, they needed to learn from it today especially and it wasn't working and they should have told him you you need to stop yeah. like, getting forward like the, the, it's alright having that and as you say he is an important player getting forward but you need to be flexible and say mid game and, and adjust and say look it's not working you, you're not like impacting the game stop bombing on yeah. Like make sure you're doing your fucking defensive duties when we're getting torn the same way every time. And I just think that was that was really poor game management from from Rafa and the player. I mean, the player should be able to fucking say it as well on the pitch. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Again, comes down to leadership. We just showed a real lack of lack of it and a lack of um, sort of some just somebody taking the fucking everyone by the scruff of the neck, saying getting them up for it and just having a bit of a fucking reaction. Like the second half, as you say, I expected something at half time to change. And, at least see it effort and a bit of fight and it just we, we didn't we didn't have anything for that and that was what was really worrying. There should have been subs at half time. I think um I think everybody knows that there should have been subs at half time. Um my only my only comment to, to finish this part off is thank God it's happened this weekend. That performance happened this weekend and we'll play on Tuesday. We've got we've only got two days. Rafa should have them in at the training ground tomorrow and fucking kick be. off at the start and then we'll sort it out on Tuesday and this result doesn't matter. It's only two days. You're right, you're totally right. It's that, uh, that was the great thing about last season, wasn't it? With playing three games a week so often, you could put right or wrong, any wrong quite quickly. Yeah. Um, the West Brom game becomes huge. They've had a good result today. Yeah, I mean, Palace won, which is a complete sickness in the 93rd minute. But, they? Yeah. So we're, we're still six points ahead of them. But four defeats in a row in the league. Um, it's, it's, it's a concerning time for Newcastle. There's a lot of insecurity around the club. And... Uh, you know, we're, we're just going to have to get behind them. You know, as shite as today was, we were all there singing at the end. You know, a lot of people walked out at three and a lot of people walked out before then. 
Um, the, the team needs support, doesn't matter how bad we are or how angry you get or how shit Diame was. You know, I put a tweet out saying, great opportunity for Hoslu and Diame to prove they're Premier League players. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> I think we're it's, still, it's still true. And, and, that and, and, true. And, and, it was a great opportunity for them. I, I wasn't yeah. saying, and, oh, yeah. you know, like no, it was. You're right. like, you're to, right. to put in those before. Like, again, I've said it before, Diame is a number 10 for us. He's not a centre midfielder. He's a fucking joke in centre midfield. But anyway. Just, um, just quickly, I just want to say, as you say, just coming on to that point there about opportunity, like, again, you, you mentioned Murphy, you thought he had a poor first half, I actually thought he was one of the yeah, few bright spots where same, totally he was right. getting at the, the attackers in the left and it was... He's not great, but... Yeah, he has got a good point, but, but I mean, it's, it's, Christian Atsu, it's Christian Atsu in that he's, he's willing to attack def- defenders and put, put them under pressure and he was the one player that was hurting them today and it, it's encouraging that after a couple of sort of... The disappointing performances and people sort of saying, "Oh, he looks, it doesn't look good enough for this level." And obviously, his, his opportunities have been lacking. He obviously has got had this run in the team uh, while that's who's been out, and it, it's good to see that he's, he's, he's. You can see his confidence is building. He, he did some brilliant little turns in there that got with some space, and, and he was one of the few um, positives in that from a, a young player that's not had any opportunities. I think he, he looks like he's starting to build his confidence, and I think that'll be something where we, we need to try and uh, um, sort of make the most of going forward. I think we're done, lads, unless there's anything else that anyone's got any burden desire to say. So thanks everyone for listening. Probably difficult to listen to. Almost like a, a retro podcast, taking me back to fucking the <laughs> <laughs> first couple of years we did it. Um, we'll be back, well, as we said, we've got loads of podcasts planned. We'll be back Monday with Mark Douglas, um, editor of uh, the Newcastle Evening Chronicle, the Newcastle United editor. Uh, we'll talk to him about... His full title. His, yeah, we'll get his title right on the day. Um, <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll talk to him about a number of things and where he stands on what's happening with the takeover and the club, all this kind of stuff. So, thanks for listening and we'll be back soon and uh, we'll win at West Brom. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.